Hey, you wacky kids. It's your favorite antagonist from Spoilers Only Please. That's right. It's Riley Bradford here to tell you to check out our Instagram and send us a few emails. The Instagram I just mentioned, well, it's at Spoilers Only Please. The email, spoilersonlyplease at gmail.com. That's called solid branding. Anyways, back to the podcast. Yeah, so I was actually in a, a high school production of Spam. Oh, really? This is true. I was the, the guy who got his head bitten off by the rabbit. Mm, Classic. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I like screamed on stage awkwardly and then died. And, Do you have a uh, footage of that scream that we can use for the podcast? I do. Nice little sound bite. I actually do have a recording. I don't have a. I'm not gonna pull it up. Okay, right but now. next week for next yeah. episode. Next week we'll get a I tasty actually, sound bite. I, uh... Let's open with that. Open with yeah. it next week. Okay, maybe we will. Um, Jeremy, Jer- by the way, listeners, Jeremy's our new guy. Can you write that down? Thank you. Jeremy's working remotely. He Thanks. is one of the many non. Or he's one of the many essential workers during this crisis that keeps on trucking. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. A real Thanks, hero. Jeremy. Jeremy risks his life every day to hop on this thing. Wow. All right. Well, okay. Well, I guess let's get started. Let's do it. So this week we are talking, we wanted to do something shifted up a little bit as in reviewing a movie that just came out and being that we're in the midst of quarantine, um, that was a little difficult since obviously movie theaters aren't open and no movies are coming out besides Trolls World Two or Digital. Wait, really? Now. Mm-hmm. Can we watch that for next week? Yeah, cost like twenty dollars. No, I refuse. Okay. I refuse because that would that would mean I would also have to watch. No, 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 no. It's like um, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of lore in that movie, a lot of world building. We're teasing the audience with what movie we watched, gang. I know. I know. Well, we're getting them past the, the five-minute average length that the audience listens to the podcast. Shout out to those troopers who make it all the way through. Anyways, this week's episode is Bad Education. mythical, the legendary Hugh Jackman. Huge jacked man. And Allison Janney. Start actually, like, it's a pretty good cast. Ray Romano. Very good it. cast. Oh, yeah. Also, like, the, the random supporting actors had that look of, they're like, I know who this person is. I don't know their name. I knew who they is. And then also Nat Wolf. Nat Wolf was also He was there. there. Yeah. Yeah, this, I, I, um, I didn't really know what to expect for this movie. I knew it was coming out on HBO. I knew Hugh Jackman was in it. And I knew it was made by HBO. And HBO doesn't really put out many movies. Also, something we should probably start out with. Arvin, what was your experience like working with HBO again? Um, you know what? It's probably the last time I'll ever use HBO again, truth be told. Um, they knocked it out of the park with this one. So, I mean, I enjoyed the movie. They knocked it out of the park of the movie or your viewing experience? Uh, the movie. My viewing experience was fine. Did you um, like the lack of ads? You know what? Aside from the little ad they play at the beginning advertising HBO, yeah, it was pretty nice. But, I mean, Netflix doesn't have ads. That's very true. That's very mm-hmm. true. True, but they do have autoplay. That's true. One time I... Do... I... <laughs> like, you, you, like, what if you just watched, like, 
Spoiler alert, by the way. Has anyone in this podcast not seen Seven? Uh, I have not. I, I actually haven't. I okay, know the well, twist, but... Anyway, there's a... Right, there's a big ending of the movie, right? I it's incredible. This is the first non-spoiler. On because we didn't cover it this yes. week. Yeah, New York Times come at us. This is big news for our podcast. Um, we need the advertisement. But, um, like, imagine if you're just watching this like, huge nuke of like a plot reveal and then you're like sitting there credits are rolling and then like tiger king starts playing and it just totally takes you out of it you know not a fan can of i i do you remember when if you hovered over a movie it would kind of just start playing it yes it's that. the word they used to do it with trailers and then they moved to just starting the movie yeah exactly but i'd always think it was a trailer oh my god exactly Some have one studio producing it so i go okay Oh, wow. That's a weird scene to have in the trailer. It's just like establishing shots. That's yeah. actually how um, the Irishman is supposed to be watched in that, <laughs> in that little box <laughs> for three hours. The reason I bring this up is um, freshman year of college. I accidentally watched True Memoirs of an International Assassin starring Kevin James. What did you think <laughs> of Kevin James? I um, The movie sucked, but we... Okay, so a bunch of us started it and we thought, oh, or we didn't start it. We were hovering over it and we thought it was the trailer. We're like, oh, this is weird. This is weird. And then five minutes passed and we were like, all right, I guess we're watching the movie. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Bad education. Dude, Kevin James is a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, let's plug that. Yeah, sorry. Scrap that education. Scrap that education. We're talking about Kevin James's YouTube short. No way. Channel. Have you not seen this, Tyler? Yeah, no, I honestly haven't. If you haven't seen, if you haven't heard, I highly recommend checking it out. Because some of it's not that bad, but I will say, he keeps doing these short films that are, like, the same bit every time. It's, like, immersive experience. Like, it's, like, perfect day at work or something. And Kevin James is, like, cooking a hot dog on a fire in the middle of the woods. And he eats it, and he's having, like, it's, like, the best hot dog he's ever had. And then it just, like, cuts to him playing VR in his house. And he's eating, like, mini hot dogs. <laughs> It's like he pu he's pulled it on like two That's or so three sad. things. It's like it's the same punchline. Like he sets it up like oh he's doing this like really, really relaxing activity, and then it cuts to him doing it in VR. It's just him with a v PlayStation VR headset on. It's like That's great product placement. Doing? That's the Kevin James school of comedy. But his shorts are shot so well, which is what I don't understand. Like who is doing this with him? I guess it's like Will Smith. Anyways. Enough of Kevin James for this uh, week. If you guys like our Kevin James uh, short content, maybe maybe we could do an episode on all oh, of them. Boy, that's a tall um, order, Chief. Just, I'm not I'm not gonna put myself through that willingly. So you guys have to email us. Email. It's a please. DM doesn't count. It's too easy. It's the email, you guys. Yeah, we need. To, we started this email for a reason, and we're and we're not we're not getting as much. We're just rocking the so welcome to Google email content. in the inbox mm -hmm. right now. Right. All right. Bad education. Tyler Chavez. What is? I think. I mean, I really enjoy this movie. I think it has a really good cast. Um, I think it has some good performances. I, so this film is about. It's based on a true story of the. Roslyn school district embezzlement scandal which was as according to some like reporters like the largest theft in American history millions of dollars were stolen from this school district over the course of a few years by uh 
uh, school district members. So it goes into how this scandal was uncovered, who was involved, um, how things try to play it up. It's it's very much like a, uh, examining like local politics and um, you know a, a pretty simple small town and how these like huge scandals could even happen in this small town or you know like middle size like Long Island town. I really enjoyed it. I think it's a very good. It's a. It's not that long of a movie. Like it goes pretty fast. It's paced very well, and I also think this movie was perfect to be released on HBO. I agree. If this film, if this film got released in theaters, it would have done very poorly. If and this film, I don't think would have done well as like Oscar bait as an Oscar contender. I just feel like it would have gotten buried, and there wasn't enough to get people out of their seats and into theaters. But releasing it onto a platform like HBO, I thought was the perfect move. Yeah, uh, like Tyler, I found this movie incredibly enjoyable. I thought it was just so, like, it was a type of movie that was this slow burn, but it didn't feel like it was dragging at any points. I just thought it was just like, we're slowly uncovering it. The cast essential to carrying about a film like this, because again, it relies so heavily on that. But I also thought the visuals were really good. They were just very mundane. But I think that captures the essence of the story, you know, like embezzlement from a school drift is not ex- a school district is not exactly the most sexy of topics but the film does a really good job of capturing it and making you feel it well also like i felt like you know hugh jackman spoiler uh as we always have uh has a really great monologue because he d- this he was the main guy who stole the money he's also the superintendent and he brought the schools out of like nothing to like number three or four in like was it the country? I mean, in the nation, yeah, yeah. He was Tri-state he was amazing. He's an amazing educator who also just started stealing, and I thought he did a great job of like showing. And I personally am a sucker for like a debate like this, but like that question of you know, yes, I did this bad thing, but I promise you, it's going to hurt your kids a lot more if you uncover it than it is if you let me keep doing this thing, but also keep helping you. And it just like it really showed to me like what a lot of whistleblowers have to go through, which the, the whistleblower in this case is a high school journalist. Is that, is Tyler, do you know, is that an accurate part of the story? Uh, yes. And no. So the main, the character of the high school journalist, she, that person is not real, but the character is basically a combination of the high school journalists themselves that covered the story. So in the film, she acts as like a guide as the audience to unravel this mystery but in real life, she was multiple people, all of which who were students for the news for the high school newspaper. Also, the uh, screenwriter of the film was a student at the high school. When the um, scandal broke back in the early 2000s. Wow. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. I, I thought it was um, kind of a full circle moment there because you have like Hugh Jackman's character I, I always like it when when in movies the main character of a film is really divisive for like the audience like I don't think this is something everyone would agree on like yes he's stealing money and that's revealed maybe that's just how the movie reveals it because at first you just think it's Alice and Janney and then you realize that he's part of it too and and you have this kind of um guy who definitely in a very non like creepy way because i know we've seen movies like um um spotlight and stuff like that that kind of point out 
institutions having like sexual misconduct kind of stuff and like i didn't know if that's where this was going to go down um or something because i again i knew like nothing about it but basically he very much cares about the students to the point where he in one point in the film like calls out a mother for like trying to force her son into something i love that scene it was so good right like like a more advanced program. I thought that scene was really good. Maybe one of the strongest in the in the movie. But I guess my overall thoughts. Um, what what I was just trying. To, the point I was trying to make is like we're not watching Walter White here. You know, like he. It's not like the worst guy you've ever seen just descent into horribleness. But um, my overall thoughts. I I thought it was all right. Um, I I agree with the movie theater thing. Like I feel like if I wouldn't spent ten dollars at the movies on this movie, I would have been like. I mean, that was good, but like, I'm not blown away. Like, I don't think Hugh Jackman's gonna win an Oscar, and I don't think this was his best performance of all time. That's kind of what HBO is doing. They're like pushing it out, like Hugh Jackman's his best performance. I, I thought I Alice and Janney was better than him yeah. in the film. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, she was really good, but I think, yeah, I mean, I think Logan. I, I don't know. Like that movie's obviously never gonna like get as much acclaim because it is tied down to the superhero stigma. But like, you're also forgetting never, flushed just, away in that conversation. Um, well, lame is a rob. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Well, I need to go watch Flushed Away again. I didn't realize yeah. Hugh Jackman was in it. He is. I watched that movie a lot of the kids it, for some it, reason. It is breathtaking. Interesting. Arvin, what were you talking? Honestly, I will say, Flushed Away always blew me away as a child, and it does to this day because it's stop motion. I have infinite respect. It's for the Wallace and Gromit people. Like, they kill it. Yeah. They yeah. kill it. Yeah, it is. I yeah. Those oh, absolutely. Are geniuses. I mean, I mean, you've got like the Lego movie. Which, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They did some stop motion. But they, okay, they but they also the stop motion they did is pretty CG incredible. Stuff. The digital stop motion. It is they incredible, did. but imagine. They actually had to model all the characters for Flushed Away. You know, like they had to model every mouth position, every eye. Like they, they definitely did. The Lego do that movie, for, they modeled you know, each movie, brick. You know? If you took a brick off of, like, they made physical, like, they made actual <laughs> Lego sets in a computer. It's insane. No, I know, I know that the whole program they made. I'm just saying, like, everything in Flushed Away is wrong. Yeah, that's that's so much more impressive. Arvin, like oh, what are your thoughts on bad? Education? What are my thoughts? Um, I was going to say it's a slow burn, but you said that first, so, um, I was just fascinated by Hugh Jackman's character and watching him slowly descend. I mean, he was doing bad things all along, but the movie starts out with him being such an upstanding, just Oh yeah. Amazing guy. And you're like, just, Oh wow. Where is this movie going? Especially when his, um, what is her job again? She's like, she's like the manager, business manager. Assistant super. Yeah. She's like the head of operate, like the COO, but of yeah. the school. When she gets caught up in the scandal, you're like, okay, I, I saw that coming kind of, but then when he gets caught in up, up in it, you're like, no, no, this isn't supposed to happen. He's the good guy. And then he's not. But he's still a good guy. At the yes. end of the day, he mm-hmm. does care about the children. He does want all of them to succeed. He just stole millions of dollars in the process. He's the Ozymandias of public schools, really. In, in a way, I was going to say, what I liked about like how they showed his love for students is like it translates into a literal love for a former student like later in the film. Oh, that I thought was kind of weird. 
No, I think okay. So one important thing to bring up is is this guy. Like he's now out of prison, and I think he is actually off parole. Yeah, he's um now. He's um, actually given. Oh, I'll let you finish, Nate. And yeah, um, so that whole part of the story with like like I also I also thought you never see it where they like they meet up with somebody in like Vegas or something and they start a relationship and then their real spouse is revealed. Like, that was a really weird subversion of expectations for me, but it worked. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, um, he said he didn't like the way they portrayed his sexuality because he has been with his partner, um, male partner, for like 43 years now or something. And um, he did have a relationship in Las Vegas, but it wasn't with a former student. And his partner. Uh, wait, no. was he was he forthright with like the school district about his sexuality, or was not not a thing? I think he said people. He he was people knew about it. Like he 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 said they portrayed it like he was almost ashamed of it in the movie. That's that's not how it was in real life. He said he's always been confident about his sexuality. Yeah, he said he really wasn't excited last fall when this movie was being made. Um, because he thought it, everything was just finally dying down, and he's been like living a quiet yeah. life in New York. But the guy also still makes one hundred seventy thousand dollars. He also stole, and also still stole millions of dollars from public education. Let's not yeah. forget that he was also portrayed by Hugh Jackman in a movie. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. He he does also I, seem like again we're like this is the nicest guy in the world. Like you know he has random people now talking about like. He did a bad thing, but he's also so nice. Also, if you look at the guy in real life, man, getting portrayed by Hugh Jackman in this story is a... It's a big upgrade. Big upgrade. I know. It is absolutely a win. Yeah. One thing... One thing I think is is an interesting topic to hit on with this um, is is the idea of somebody who, who cares so much for, like, a program that they're also, like, taking from, but then, like that stealing becomes like part of your daily routine so much so that you need somebody like i feel i feel like there's a lot of situations like this where it's like someone just normalizes something illegal they're doing and then all of a sudden when you know that one thing that makes them realize oh this is going to mess up my life then they regret it like obviously he didn't regret like ten thousand dollar plane tickets while he was doing it so I think that I think that's just an interesting. Uh, where else have we seen? Stories? I don't know, cause uh, like I agree, like with everyone's was saying that like he's when you find out like why he was doing it, it really comes down to the fact that he and the other super and the assistant superintendent just kind of figured out that they could. Like it's really just kind of a snowball effect. There was no like super malintent. Just kind of like we can do this, and no one's really stopping us. Um, and I don't think I can recall a time where, like, the, the main characters have, um, like, obviously been doing something so poorly, but the motivation behind it is rather simplistic and not just, like, like, there, there's really no, like, harm, like, no harm in their intention. They're just doing it because they kind of can. Yeah, and that element where they are, like, the money is supposed to better the school district. But it's interesting. I'd be interested to see how Roslyn schools did after they got rid of these crooks, because the people also were benefiting the school district better than anyone else had ever. 
And they were just like, well, if we're the best at doing this, why not take a little off for ourselves? And it was that interesting argument. Like, it's if you take the teachers deserve more pay argument and you just make it teachers deserve to take more pay, whether or not people are going to give it to them or not, because that ends up being, you know, what happens. Because he has that, th- that speech that like you were talking about with the mom where he's just like, none of you appreciate us. You all think we just exist to serve you and we don't. And so what if I wanted some nice things? Like, I thought that was so interesting because it did take a common argument. Like it is a philosophy. It just took it to an extreme. Yeah, this is, this is such a weird, like almost like small town story that probably made newspaper headlines in like the tri-state area for a few days. And I think it's almost poetic, you know, that like this guy yeah he regrets his actions now and he's complaining about it still biting him back like even though he stole so much money from from people and i think it's so it's just like shakespearean to me not shakespeare but like poetic that the screenwriter of the movie was a child yeah. that was likely affected mm-hmm. by it. you know like and he's like i wish this movie wasn't being made about me but it is somebody that you know may or may not have been impacted directly or indirectly by the by this whole scandal at the time like his the the screenwriter's family actually i i it'd be interesting to look up some interviews to see what he's been saying about his personal experience i was gonna say before like one small thing for the movie i wanted to talk about a character that i thought was interesting was the niece of the business operation or the business like uh, alice and janney's niece in the film because i thought her character was so interesting where she very much did one bad thing yet she is one of the only two people we see being cuffed away i just thought that was so interesting like she i i mean she ran amok for like a weekend and like her character like i wondered why they included that character in the film you know you had all these minor characters that also participated in the fraud but weren't the major people doing it and i wonder if that was just because that's actually what happened or if they were like wanted to show that it was not just these two big people, but also like them and the tax auditor guy and whatnot. I think that's really interesting mm-hmm. too, because I mean, yeah, like you said, ahead. Riley, like she does the same thing that Hugh Jackman and what other people did in this movie. Like she just starts, she just has one weekend where she spends money. She tries to make one purchase just like they did. She, they made one purchase, discovered that they can make a lot more purchases but you're right. She's the only one that we see get put in handcuffs. And she's, you know, she's not a superintendent. She's not the assistant superintendent. She's more, she's more of like the regular person, the average person. So she's doing the same, obviously not that like superintendent life is anything glamorous, but she's doing the same thing that her higher up, the executive, the, the richer are doing, but she is the one that is seen to get put in handcuffs which is yeah severe visual uh no and it's also interesting how the school board very much decides i mean with hugh jackman's guiding when they first bust alice and janney they're like let's not bring this to the authorities even though it's at that point i mean it's not millions of dollars but it's hundreds of thousands of dollars they're like we'll just have her resign for health issues and you're just like it's insane to see how like even that type of cover-up, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of fallout for those people for covering up that even small thing, because had they not covered it up, you know, they would have discovered what Hugh Jackman was doing a lot earlier. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, 
to that point, the foreshadowing in this movie is really good. Um, I'm sure if you go back and and look at it, like, um, I mean, the whole entire first uh, scene is like him hearing himself get hyped up by uh, a life dream. And he's yeah. looking at himself in the mirror, like fixing himself up. And then you, if you go a little behind the scenes and read some about this, I mean, they mentioned the diet thing. He was like apparently spending 50k a year um, on like a dietitian. Um, he was obviously, you know, using makeup, getting facelifts, getting his suit cleaned every other day. Um, and he had like 10 suits, you know, all the time. So like the guy's very vain. Like even though he's he he he's presenting himself and he clearly cares very much about that. And he's using the school because I, I, that was an interesting point that he, his character was able to make in the movie was that I'm, re- I'm representing the school visually. I have to look good. And like, I think that's a mindset he was very realistically to have convinced himself with, you know, yeah, it's just still illegal, obviously. But I thought the foreshadowing in the movie was really strong, especially in that scene, Riley, where like, you see him realizing that, like, oh, that's going to, like, hurt the school and we're not going to get kids in the Ivy League. And then, but really, he just knows that, like, the IRS, um, or not IRS, but the FBI would catch him, too. And we don't know that yet, but that is, if you look back, later revealed. Do we want to do everyone's, like, or what, what did everyone think wasn't so strong in the movie? I feel like that'd be a good thing before we talk about what we're watching. I guess kind of the, for me, the big flaws is that this, what Tate was saying earlier is that this film isn't exactly like this. You can only do so much of this story, you know, like think of, um, think of something like the big short, which is taking a relative, uh, what on the surface is like a pretty uh, hard to digest topic for a lot of people as in like, you know, what causes a banking crisis. But that was such a much bigger story because it was the cause of the 2008 Great Recession. So there's more juice to that story because it's such a wider story. Whereas this, it's like, you can only, as horrible as it is that millions of dollars were stolen from a public school district, like that is a very bad thing. There's only so much you can really do unless they got a lot more stories about like how that personally affected people, especially students. Cause that's something that doesn't really go into much. How is this affecting students? We just focus on the journalist um, student. Um, they don't really talk about like the perception that other students get, what happens to the school district afterwards. So I think for me, it just came down to, there's only so much they can do to make this story entertaining. Right. I, I, that's kind of where I sat with it. Like, I, I thought this movie was average, but watchable throughout the whole thing. Um, you know, I, I didn't really see any glaring issues. I thought it was a really well-told story. The cinematography was really different. Um, a lot of times they would hold on a certain character while other, you know, in more traditional cinema or movies, like, they would just flip back to the other person in the conversation but i guess they you know a lot of this was showing internal thought processes without saying it which is something that as film students were told to you know show if you can if you don't have to tell and i thought this movie did a really good job of it but like i i guess it was hyped up by all these ads and like 
reviews um, that I've been reading about it. And really, I was just kind of like, I mean, yeah, that was good. I didn't want to, like, stop watching it at any point. But, like, so maybe maybe my expectations were a bit too high. But I, I thought this was kind of like a middle of the line, like, pretty good movie. But I don't think we're going to hear much about it. Yeah, I agree with that. I do think it wasn't what HBO advertised it to be. Like, as, like, again, like Tate was saying, they said Hugh Jackman's best role, stuff like that. I also think the they... Like I didn't have they I felt like they portrayed the students in a, like a light where it was almost just like I was just like, oh, all these students seem incredibly well off for a public school, which was partially true because of the, you know, how an education system does shape the real estate prices in an area. But I thought like it was like, you know, the one student that is poor tackles like the people stealing. And I just thought it was like that to me. I wanted to like sympathize more with these students that they were being stolen from. And of course, no one deserves to be stolen from. But I wanted to see like how like really they were taking money from these people because I felt like the houses I was seeing in Long Island weren't exactly like, you know, didn't show the the diversity of wealth in Long Island for sure. Yeah. Um, you know what? Going Are into this, I had literally never heard of the movie at all. I had no idea what I was going in to watch. So it defied the expectations I had, which were none. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it for the most part, but I do agree that, um, I don't know, there wasn't enough time spent with the kids. There was spent there was time spent with the one high school kid, and that was it. That's all we got from high yeah. school kids. Yeah. And I mean, the fact that a movie was made about, about this by somebody who was there for it. It says to me, at least, that this did have some impact on the writer. It had some impact on the community as a whole. I would have liked to see a lot more right. of that, like, yeah. post-immediate effect. Also, to your notate about how it was shot, the DP of this film... Lyle Vincent's, um, can he has also shot the other film from this director, Corey Finley? That if anyone has seen the film Thoroughbred, Thoroughbreds, uh, he was a DP for that movie. He also shot one of my favorite movies, oh, I heard about that. A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Oh, so good, which good is a fantastic international film oh, that wow. everyone should go see. Um, it's kind of interesting because a lot of the big people in terms of like crew of this movie, not household names. Corey Finley, his only other feature film was Thoroughbreds. Um, Louise Ford, the editor for this film, also did editing on The Lighthouse, also Thoroughbreds, and The Witch. Uh, so she's she's doing well. Yeah, so kind of an interesting blend Ooh. of like some pretty big name stars and then some pretty... Uh, Obviously, a successful department heads, but not people that are old names. It's cool that HBO is doing that. I, I could see that being in their mandate. Right. Well, um, I, I also want to just mention for like a minute here the, the ending um, where he it's very obviously spoilers. He is in jail. He walks out of a jail hallway and like turns the corner and he's in the high school again. And it's, I think it's supposed to be some kind of dream sequence where he's thinking back on his, um, 
time there, obviously. And I was, I was just trying to think like what him reliving that first scene from the movie where he walks out on stage and everyone's cheering for him, like, and he's sad and then happy and then sad again. I, I, I think it was just him imagining like if he had gotten to not showing that he did care about getting to number one, like he did want to get there. That was his goal. Cause it, in the film, I do get that sense of like the money thing is like important to him, but that was never his goal in the film. It was never his mission was to steal as much money as possible. Yeah. Hey. I mean, he, oh, sorry, go on. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, he even made the point that he could have, I mean, he's a smart guy. You know, if he wanted to, he could have gone to wall street. He could have made more money. Like, he could have done that, but he cared about the children and giving them all a better future. Well, he was saying he would take the money from the school and put it into oh, stocks. Oh, wow. Was that what he was saying? Stuff like that. I don't know. That's what, Oh, if no, he wanted to. That's what he would have done. Like, he was saying that every... He was trying to convince Ray Romano and I think himself mainly that he wasn't a bad person because he was, you know living vicariously or living like you know a, a rich lifestyle to represent the school to make the school uh-huh. seem more prestigious because he was i get you that know? i like that i think that's what he for was me that that last yeah. scene was more about like interesting but, like what he lost yeah. what he could have gotten i mean i really liked the last scene i thought it was a good way to wrap everything up um i also like how the thing that he cites as being what's going to take Rosalind school district to number one is a sky bridge, which is a cosmetic thing, you know, but he's, he's all about cosmetics. Exactly. He's all yeah. about cosmetics. And the thing that he cites as being what's going to make his district the best in the country is a cosmetic thing. You know, I also, I thought I found it weird. His office was in the right. high school. Yeah, that was odd. That took me a second. Because the journalist student, she comes in and out, and I'm like, wait, where is this office? Because my my superintendent's office was downtown. I was going to say, yeah, I don't know how a superintendent works. I'm not going to lie. Like, I thought they oversaw multiple schools. Yeah. Okay. But they they do. Yeah, it's just that for this county, they had one one school in the district. Yeah, which I guess could happen. I just didn't actually expect from, like, an upper middle class Long Island County. Yeah. That's more common well, like, like in the South. Right. Well, that's why they, they were re- they were referring Jericho. to the other high they schools. They wouldn't stop saying counties, Jericho. Like, oh, those jerks. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, what what are your all's... If you had to put a number on the movie, um, I'd, I think for me, I'd... probably six and a half or seven. That's That's usually my average number. If you look through my my letterbox ratings i'd throw it a seven four on letterbox listeners um uh six and a half good movie probably won't watch again i'd I'd toss it a seven if you got the time to watch it it's a quick watch it's an easy watch and you won't lose anything but i don't think this is a film that like arvin said i don't think years months later we're going to be citing this as like a cult classic or a sleeper i know i agree i think it's just it, I'm excited to see what comes next of the director. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, what's everyone been watching? Oh yeah. Um, I jumped back into Clone Wars because uh, I 
was hearing fantastic things about the newer episodes because right now they're still on Disney Plus rolling out the newest season, like the kind of the swan song season for the show because it's been canceled for like seven years and they brought back the new season. So I'm almost there to the last um, 12 episodes or something. Um, yeah. so I've been, I've been watching Veep personally. I haven't watched that much uh, stuff this week, but. I'm always a big fan of political satire, and I don't know how to name the showrunner's name, but he did the film Death of Stalin, which is also really good. Uh, he's Italian. It's like Iannucci, I think. Um, but pronounce. I thought I. I, I think like, it's. I think just not gonna. I think it's Armando Iannucci, but I think the first name might be wrong. Anyways, if you haven't seen Veep, Julia Louis Dreyfus is always incredible. And the writing is just, it's real sharp. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I was going to give it to Tyler, but okay. Um, I'm still watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm on season two. I watch shows pretty slowly. Um, I also recently watched the screen test for the original Spider-Man movie. I heard of this. It's insane. Um, Yeah. It's on YouTube. It's like five minutes long, but the first clip is really all you need to watch. It starts with a mugging and then Spider-Man appears, except it's just Tobey Maguire shirtless. <laughs> I don't Why know. He is shredded in that clip. They probably saw three muggers. If I had to guess, it's so weird. Oh, yeah. He was definitely they oiled. Had him, like, oiled if I bizarre. Him, they probably I wanted him to like lose muscle to be more like dorky Peter Parker. But oh, for sure. But he beefed up to try to like show him, show them that he could be a super. Ty- Wait, Tyler, have you not seen the movie? That's exactly what they did. I'm just saying, like, you know, he doesn't have like the six pack and stuff in one of the scenes. And then when he wakes up after he gets bit by the spider and looks in the mirror, he's like, Oh man, I'm shredded. Throws the sprite can at Aunt May or whatever. <laughs> I, you know, that movie is fantastic. If anybody, it's a good time. Hasn't seen the Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, you have so to. But yeah, the screen test. Yeah, it was bizarre, but like also the action style was just. I throws mean, him. He picks up a guy by the neck and just. Like, the guy's clearly on wires. He throws him completely out of frame, almost vertically into the air. And I'm like... There's a lot of okay, F-bombs thrown Spider-Man out, too, which is weird. Really? Because, yeah. So I guess this is... Yeah, it's like some sort of weird alternate oh, reality where notice. the Sam Raimi trilogy was an R-rated movie. There's an R-rated trilogy. I don't know. We'll get that someday. We'll get it someday. Yeah, that's well, true. That's what, that's what Raimi Well, we are getting to, him back you know, for uh, the new Doctor films. Strange. I've, I've, dude, I think I've got they have to do something. Toby's back. He's he is in. A, he is directing a movie called Doctor Strange, Mat, Multiverse of Madness. Keyword being multiverse, which in the Marvel Comics universe is the whole thing where, you know, there's alternate versions of different superheroes or like. Uh, T'Challa, the Black Panther guy, is actually Captain America in one universe and stuff like crazy stuff like that. And they teased it in the in the last Spider-Man movie and then like said it was fake, but obviously it's not. If unless this is another trick, it might be another trick. They like to trick. You know, I wouldn't be. I would have complained about that. 
I'd actually Tyler, be happy about that. Called Doctor Strange. Tyler, what have your eyes been peeping this week? Uh, I started watching Letter Kenny, which is a oh, I love Letter Kenny. Yeah, it's a comedy on Hulu. It's about Canadian hicks. Um, it's really funny. It's very quick. It's very punchy. They have a lot of good scenes where it's just two characters like insulting each other back and forth, dry delivery, uh, and it's it's very different, especially from like you know there's not even much american comedy that deals with like rural life and hick life um it's definitely worth checking out it's also very easy to watch so i'm excited to keep watching it more because it's there's a lot of good a lot of good jokes oh i totally forgot i watched this movie so how is that i watched uh the beach bum is that the matthew mcconaughey movie it was movie? quite the odd movie um yeah Dude, and Jonah Hill's in it. I can't. I just have to talk about the Jonah Hill scenes. He plays like oh no. He sounds like a plantation oh. owner from like the 1800s. Leonardo DiCaprio like, did like, in. Um... He sounds like how. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah, Calvin Candy in, in Django, but like he's just his like manager, quote unquote, that he golfs with. Like, and he's only in like a scene and a half. And I have to say. Snoop Dogg is Snoop Dogg is always good. Always good. He's he's really that bad. Like, it's it's weird. It's a really weird movie. But you like definitely recommend if you're uh, if if you're on the. It's made by the guy who who made Spring Breakers, and then apparently all he took all the money he made from Spring Breakers and went and like just bummed out in Florida in the Keys for like week Hmm. or I, I don't know maybe months maybe years I don't know. And then he wrote this movie inspired That's awesome. by the types of Interesting. people he was living with. It's it's a pretty like it really wasn't that bad, and I just thought it'd be like total stupidity, but like it was enjoyable here and there, and it definitely uh. Definitely you mentioned Snoop Dogg, and now it's I like have to Hulu mention right some now, Snoop Dogg so. related. Throw it out there. There is a Bollywood film that has Snoop Dogg okay. in it. He has a speaking <laughs> role in the movie. And Give it a at plug. The end of, I do not remember what it's called. I will find out what it's called and we will talk we'll about it. We'll put it, it on the, the Instagram. But <laughs> at the end of the movie, <laughs> the movie ends with a rap song by Snoop Dogg. Like, does Snoop Dogg just appear or is he at least set previously? Is it? Is this like the Bollywood equivalent of the third Ip Man film? I think so. Where Mike Tyson is in it for no reason? But it's like, like the weird Ip Man is the franchise that highlights the, the life, uh, and events of the life of uh, the guy who trained Bruce Lee, um, and it goes from him living in China to like moving to America. I still haven't seen four yet, um, but th- and yeah, Mike Tyson is just in three, and he plays like a business manager who's just like in China, and he, he like there's one fight scene with him, and it's like kind of cool. But like, it's it's just like, why is Mike Tyson in this movie? Like, it makes no sense. That that's that's a good. I googled the movie in case anyone's wondering. The movie is called Sing Is King. It is an action oh. comedy from 2008, and I can read the description if anybody wants to hear it. Please do. Of course. Happy Singh well, is I a villager who goes through a chain of misadventures that lead him to becoming the king of the underworld. But he falls in love with Sonia, who hates criminals. 
That's it. No, it doesn't mention Snoop Dogg, but it he is in the movie. Snoop Dogg, does it? Is That's it on nice. the same level as Lagan? Uh, probably not. Um, probably not. Well, I can tell you one thing. Lagan, the ethics Bollywood That's very true. Not true. Snoop Dogg. Well, I think that's thanks for listening for this week. Um, glad we got to talk about Bad Education. It's on HBO. If anyone wants to watch it, um, yeah. Um, if, let, oh, any no. any closing thoughts? Email guys? us, and I'll give you my HBO account. <laughs> if, if you've made it this far in the podcast, no. email us, and I will give you my HBO account. Um. Uh, straight up, he's I'm not. not. He's my I HBO like account floats around many a place. Oh my god! It's not kosher. No, that's allowed. That's not allowed. Spoiler: This is not. Spoilers only, please. Is not taking any fallout for this. this Warner Media, if you're listening to this, it's a joke and satire. Anyone else? The email is spoilersonlyplease at gmail.com. <laughs> Wink. Send it over with the subject line. I listen to all of the podcasts. Uh, we're giving it. We're doing an HBO giveaway. Can we? Uh, can we put a cap on it? Like if, like they need to email you within like no, a week. No. 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 Okay. I, <laughs> Indefinitely. Yeah. Okay. Great. Let's 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 sign off and let's let them email us. All right. Um. Make sure to shoot us your favorite uh, Snoop Dogg song. All right. Yeah. Hundred percent favorite snoop dogg song and any recommendations for future episodes you want to you guys want to do maybe we'll put a poll out in the next few days tyler tyler's our uh social media chief along with um along with, what's your name intern yeah intern. Carl is, intern. Uh, our social media guy so. we fired colin social we fired colin so, all righty thank you, you all so much going. for listening yeah okay sounds good yeah thanks for listening and uh, also you Carl. thanks for Keep it yeah, easy and keep it breezy, folks. Hey, don't forget. Hey, don't forget.